Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 99 today. You know what that means? Tomorrow, we hit it. We hit 100. Uh, we'll see if they invite me back. Uh, I guess it's day by day. Uh, episode 99 today of this new program here on KSL. Uh, and I, if I'm honest, I did not expect to be broadcasting from my guest bedroom. <laughs> at this stage of the game, but we continue to exercise this good social distancing and all that, and so here I am, continuing to broadcast to you from the guest bedroom. Are you working from home these days? Have you uh, found yourself uh, working from home, and have you found that you are more productive or less productive? There are a bunch of articles floating around that try to analyze uh, as best as they can to look at the objective facts of productivity, and not sure exactly how to do it, but I would like to hear from you. If you find yourself working at home, and you have found that you are either more productive or less productive, or maybe nothing, maybe it's uh, you're still putting out the same uh, deliverables and all that, would you leave me a note uh, at 801-575-7668? Again, uh, 801-575-7668. That's the KSL News Radio comments line. If you wouldn't mind, just talk to me for a little bit about uh, how things are going for you, if you've been able to uh, be more productive or less productive at home. I Amy asked me this question this morning. Lee, you feel like you've been more productive or less productive as you have been working uh, from home. And if I'm honest, I feel like I've been more productive. I've been able to do more writing, and I've been able to uh, pay attention to a few more things and dive more deeply into certain topics that we cover here on the program. But, but I think, and I hate to admit this, I shouldn't admit it, I feel like I've been less creative you know, the, part of this job deals with investigating and learning and trying to, you know, connect with experts and such like that. But it also uh, involves creativity. You try to find uh, interesting and engaging ways to present the stories that we bring to you each day here on the radio. And I found that, at least for me personally, uh, when I am in broadcast house in that big, uh, sprawling newsroom surrounded by uh, other reporters and hosts and anchors and uh, other creative types, that as we bounce ideas off one another, it's sparks ideas in my own mind. And I miss I miss that. I miss the interaction of, uh, of people each day. Anyway, uh, sorry for that little ramble. The, the question very basically is, are you more or less productive? Uh, weigh in 801-575-7668. I mentioned a moment ago that one of the aspects of this job uh, involves digging into stories, connecting with experts, uh, and trying to really find out what's going on in certain areas. Let me walk through uh, a little bit of background here, and then we're going to be speaking with an associate professor at Brigham Young University, uh, Kirk Larson, to help us kind of unpack this stuff and understand uh, what exactly is going on, or if we're unable to understand, uh, know why that is the case. I'm going to take you back to last Monday. Uh, President Trump was asked in his uh, press briefing about uh, the status of Kim Jong-un. Here is his response. It may sound like he's tank saying uh, two different things. I'm going to play for you uh, here what President Trump said last Monday regarding uh, uh, Kim Jong-un. Any update on Kim Jong-un's health as he responded to your letter from March? On Kim Jong-un? Uh, I can't tell you uh, exactly. Yes, I do have a very good idea, but I can't talk about it now. I just wish him well. I've had a very good relationship with Kim Jong-un. If I weren't president, you'd be in war. You would have been in war with Korea. You would have been in war with North Korea if I wasn't president. That I can tell you. He expected that. That I can tell you. Uh, I, uh, I hope he's uh, fine. I do know how he's doing, relatively speaking. Uh, we will uh, see. You'll probably be hearing in the not-too-distant future. So that was President Trump last Monday. That uh, it really didn't answer anything. It didn't give us anything concrete to go by. And that was was in the midst of essentially an absence or at least a, a dearth of appearances on the part 
of North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un here. Uh, this morning is a brief report from a colleague of mine with ABC News, uh, Julia McFarlane. Uh, she ha- has this to report. North Korea's state media airing footage appearing to show the country's mysterious leader visiting a newly completed fertilizer plant, joined by his trusted sister Kim Yo-jung. Said to be in his late 30s, Kim is overweight and a smoker. His noticeable absence sparked a global flurry of speculation about the state of his health and the future of the isolated nuclear power. Now, this last piece of audio I want to play for you comes from U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He just yesterday morning appeared on ABC's This Week, where he was asked by Martha Raddatz, Martha Raddatz if Kim was not in fact sick, uh, and asked about uh, what the White House has to say or what may have caused him to be absent for public from public view for so long. Secretary Pompeo. We don't know why he chose to leave, miss that moment. Uh, we know there have been other extended periods of time where Chairman Kim's been out of public view as well, so it's not unprecedented. Secretary Pompeo made reference to uh, Kim Jong-un missing that moment. That was referring to uh, a national holiday, which honors uh, Kim Jong-un's late grandfather. So with all that, uh, which really isn't much, it's a a big question mark uh, for me. The latest we're hearing today is that Kim Jong-un over the weekend was in attendance at a ribbon cutting at some sort of facility. But, uh, you know, as is the case for all things, at least in my uh, layman's estimation, uh, there is much uncertainty. To help us understand a bit of that, we have now Kirk Larson on the line, associate professor at Brigham Young University, my own alma mater. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Professor Larson, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you, as someone who studies this region of the world, who is, you know, pays particular attention to North Korea and the way that nation is led, uh, how do you resp- how do you react, or what do you look for when you see coverage like this? That over the span uh, of the last little while, at least to me, uh, leaves nothing but question marks. Yeah, I, I think I mean at, at one level, uh, Kim Jong Un's absence, and and he he did not appear in photographs or video footage for about three weeks. Uh, on one level, the absence, of course, is curious, and, and uh, it causes all sorts of, of questions and speculation about what's going on. Uh, at the same time, uh, Secretary Pompeo is correct that this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, he has sort of disappeared from public view before. Uh, and I think it's also important to note that even while the Western media was sort of gearing drive about all sorts of rumors about uh, Kim being dead or brain dead or or otherwise incapacitated, the official North Korean media continued to report that Kim was writing letters to different heads of state and and, and other people. Uh, And so maintaining the claim that that he was, was, you know, still conscious and and, uh, participating in in, in, uh, ruling. And now we seem to know that that's probably what was going on. Yeah. What about now? I, so I that's what I believe. I mean, I that he was there for that ribbon cutting and that, uh, you know, this precedent, which we have seen in the past, as illustrated there by Secretary Pompeo, uh, is in fact the case. But it does bring up the question, uh, which comes up from time to time uh, of succession. W- what is the story of succession in uh, North Korea? The short answer for Kim Jong-un is, is we don't know if there's any succession procedure that has been put into place. Um, we know some past precedent. We know that uh, Kim Il-sung, the founding father of North Korea, spent about uh, 15 or almost 20 years grooming his son, Kim Jong-il, to be the, the successor. So when he died, pretty much everyone expected Kim Jong-il to take over. We know that when Kim Jong-il actually got very ill, he had, we think, a stroke. He suddenly realized, oh, I need to have a succession procedure put into place. And so he 
started to move to have his son, Kim Jong-un, uh, groomed and, and prepared to be the successor. But in that case, he only had about two years before he passed away. But that was sufficient for, for Kim Jong-un to take over. But right now, we just don't know. We, don't know. we haven't seen any real signs of preparation being made for a successor. Uh, Kim Jong-un, if he has children, it's rumored that he does. They're very young, and so they're obviously not in a position to take over immediately. And so it is a matter of, of, of considerable uncertainty. Fascinating. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let me call you back uh, when this stuff develops. It absolutely fascinates me. Uh, any any little bit of news that comes out of, of this mysterious uh, country always has my attention, and I'm grateful to have you as a contact, sir, to, to help us understand it better. Well, thank you very much. All righty. Kirk Larson, associate professor at Brigham Young University. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, we're going to turn our attention back to the coronavirus, as it's expected that state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn will be providing her situational update on today's data. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.